Hello, hello, everybody. Thank God y'all for tuning in with your listening ears. I am once again your gracious, dedicated, humble host, Paul Anthony Walker, and this is the Paul Anthony Walker podcast. Now, uh, I know I have been gone for a while. A lot of business had to take care of and still taking care of more business. But, you know, nevertheless, you always had to take some time for yourself to take, you know, take a break from all the hassles and stress and in busy things that you are um, surrounding yourself with. But nevertheless, uh, we're going to uh, talk about um, this story. It's a very, very, very sad story. Uh, kind of bizarre to me, but still sad at the same time. Now, I know a lot of you probably out there have seen the movie um, The Stepfather. Uh, some of the ones um, that haven't seen Stepfather, I think it's Stepfather, Stepdad one. But um, make sure you check it out. It's actually two. It's actually a 1970s movie, which I also seen that. And they also have like the new, new movie called Step. I think it's Stepfather. I think it was back in 2014. Both of them are good movies. You know, the other one, the, the one, the one that was 1970s. It's also a good movie too. Both of them are good movies to watch. But anyway, it reminds this story actually reminds me of the stepfather movie you know only thing about the stepfather movie was the guy he he never did uh i think he got well did he get caught oh he was on the run i think he was on the run then he ended up going to another he ended up uh going to another state and um remarrying uh a single a single uh, mom and, and, you know, in her family. But this, <laughs> this story, you know, it, it really, uh, it tastes the cake, y'all. You know, I'm, I'm going to play kind of like the beginning of it. I'm not going to play because it's, it's really, it's quite long. It's a long recording. But I'm going to play some of it for y'all to actually listen to. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak a little bit after, after, uh, it's being finished, but I just, I have never seen uh, a story like this before in my life, man. It just, and it really caught my attention uh, when I was just, you know, doing my regular, just looking at a lot of other documentaries. And this actually came up and I, just, I was just, I clicked on, I was like, wow, this is very interesting. But uh, I'm going to play some of the recording and I'm going to let y'all listen to it. granted parole after spending almost 16 years in jail for murder with the help of his loved ones and friends including a pastor who fought on his behalf and whose daughter green would later marry tragically he would later brutally assault his new wife and then kill her two kids from the previous relationship as well as the two daughters he shared with her what would make him kill his family twice and how could someone who committed such a brutal crime the first time ever be granted parole welcome to viral crimes 
Subscribe and hit the bell icon for more stories. This story takes us to Detroit, Michigan. A pastor in Detroit named Fred Harris wrote to the Michigan Parole Board in August 2005, stating, Gregory and I were friends before his mishap, and he was incarcerated. He was a member of our church. I feel he has paid for his unfortunate lack of self-control, and the damage he has caused as much as possible, and is sorry. Harris wrote once again a year later. If he was to be released, he would be welcomed as a part of our church community, and whatever we could do to help him adjust, we would. Gray married the pastor's daughter, Faith Harris, after his 2008 release. The couple had two daughters, Coy, age 5, and Kaylee, age 4. In the early hours of September 21, 2016, Gregory tied his wife up in the basement of their house in Dearborn Heights, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit. Her face had been sliced with a box cutter, and her foot had been shot. She was surrounded by her two teenage children who had been shot to death. They were killed right in front of her. Her two young daughters she shared with Gregory were found dead upstairs in their bedroom. They were dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. Gregory had killed all four children. Greens, whose release her father fought for more than 10 years ago, had taken away what she loved the most. Green dialed 911 and waited for the cops to arrive, just as he did when he murdered his first wife. He told them that he had just shot his family and they were in the home. When police arrived at Green's home in Dearborn Heights, he was standing in the driveway with his hands up. A horrifying scene was discovered by officers. They discovered Green's wife, Faith, in the basement bound to a chair. Green had shot her in the foot and slashed her face with a box cutter. Laying next to her was her two children from her first marriage. 19-year-old Chadney Allen Jr. and 17-year-old Kara Allen. They both had been bound and shot to death. Police discovered the two younger children Koi age 5 and Callie age 4 upstairs in their beds. They appeared to be sleeping, but they were both dead from carbon monoxide poisoning. They had no obvious wounds. Green was arrested and was once again behind bars. This man right here is now formally charged with killing four children in cold blood. Good evening, it tops our news at 5. Gregory Green, who's already been convicted of murder in a separate case, is facing that charge yet again. 49-year-old Dearborn Heights man is now facing nearly a dozen felony counts in that gruesome killing of his four children and stepchildren, along with the mutilation of his wife. Rob Maloney is live in Dearborn Heights tonight, and Rob, we're learning some gruesome new details tonight. Yeah, there's so much here to talk about, Carmen, and we're going to start first with some video that we just took within the last five minutes, and it was the Faith Green family, the Harris family, coming to the house here where the murder happened, and they spoke out for the first time in all of this. It was Nikki Harris, Faith's sister, talking about what the family has to say about this awful and devastating case. Um, let us say that words cannot describe the horrific tragedy our family is experiencing over the untimely deaths of Chadney, Karen, Coy, and Katie. We are devastated by their loss, and at this time, we are asking for privacy during this difficult time to the city of Dearborn, to the local authorities, public city officials, and all the other supporting communities who worked tirelessly the last 24 hours with us. We express our deepest gratitude. As a family, we don't understand every experience we encounter in life. But we do know that all things work together for the good of those who love the Lord. Earlier in the day, there was an arraignment of the man, the father, who was arrested in these just terrible killings. Just when you thought you could understand the depths of the cold-hearted nature of these heinous murders, 
we learn still more. Wayne County Prosecutor's Office says Gregory Vincente Green shot his wife Faith in the foot, slashed her face with a razor knife, bound her hands and feet with zip ties, and forced her to watch as he shot her oldest two children in front of her, each multiple times. Thus, the other charges against Green as follows. Four counts of murder for allegedly killing his children and stepchildren. The prosecutor's motion to have Green treated as an habitual offender, which would increase jail time and a conviction. Then come the charges for his alleged abuse of his wife, Faith. One count each of assault with intent to do great bodily harm, torture, unlawful imprisonment, felonious assault, felony possession, and felony firearms. We also learned today that blood-curdling scene came after the two young children, Coy and Kaylee, were smothered in a car after Green allegedly plugged the tailpipe with duct tape and ran a hose into the car with the children inside and the engine running. Green stayed largely silent at the defense table where he sat barefoot, shackled, and alone throughout. He had no attorney. He said only this when asked by the judge if he had anything to say about whether he should get bombed. to understand there, but uh, Green said that he didn't think he deserved bond, and so he's going to remain behind bars. The judge ordered him held without bond uh, when he uh, comes back to court next. Now, we spoke with the family just moments ago. We also spoke with the hospital, and they're both telling us that Faith Green physically is in fair condition. Of course, in terms of her psychological condition, condition it's, it's impossible to imagine that uh, it's going to be uh, at all easy for her as she goes forward, but the family is there to support her. And once again, that GoFundMe page that they talked about, the authorized page, GoFundMe slash Green Allen Family, they're hoping for $50,000 because that's what they say it's gonna to take to bury those four children. Back to you. Faith had previously forewarned of her husband's aggressive tendencies before she was assaulted. She stated in a 2013 petition for a restraining order, he's trying to make me leave our home. He's being belligerent, kicking things. He kicked the couch while the baby was sleeping on it. Just kicking things, threatening me and saying if I don't leave, things are going to get ugly. Jumped at me like he was going to attack me. This went on for hours. The restraining order was denied. When she filed for divorce later that year, Green was never served and her case was dismissed. Then in August 2016, she filed for a second time. Green would murder her children one month later. It's just difficult to understand and the motivation. I mean, I don't understand what happened in this household. Uh, but and I definitely agree with um, what the mayor said. Um, I'm like that too. I really um, don't understand why uh, this man would actually uh murder well let me take that back y'all this he he did it pre previously time pre a previous murder to his own his first family so let me take that back i'm my ignorance uh the thing about this whole case it is very bizarre uh it's very sad that the reason why i say it's very bizarre because why would this woman and I'm not going, I'm not saying, I'm not putting the blame on her why this man killed her family, killed their kids, and then killed his kids as well, um, killed the step kids and his own kids. The thing about it is, this guy had a previous history, you know, of, of killing his first family. And her father, which was a pastor, 
introduce this man to his daughter. You know, um, you cannot get this. You you cannot get any freaking bizarre in this. Yes, I know some pe- church people believe in second chances and stuff like that, but a person to a second chance to this magnitude, I feel like a second chance from a, a, a distance. This guy should have been.